This is the Navigating Adult ADHD podcast, here to help you navigate and thrive with ADHD in adulthood. I'm your host, Zena, and I was diagnosed at age 36. As with many ADHDers, I have a rebellious and non-conformist style. And that means that there will likely be swearing in the coming episode. Please be mindful of any little people. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Navigating Adult ADHD podcast. Episode number 19. Woohoo. So today we're going to be talking about the ADHD nervous system, what it means to have an interest based nervous system and how our nervous systems are ultimately different for those of us who have ADHD, okay? Now, before I do that, I have two important things that I want to tell you all about. First of all, some of you guys don't know that I am a coach. So before we dive into our episode today, I wanted to tell you that I have been coaching women's brains for coming up eight years now. I combine science-backed research and mindset tools to help women with ADHD end their struggles, whether that's struggles with how they feel emotionally, with getting started, with overwhelm, with following through, all the things. Now, if that's something that interests you or you want to know a little bit more about, then head over to my website, xenajones.com, book in for a free consultation and we can have a chat. Now, the second thing I want to tell you all about is I am going to run a free masterclass on the 4th of August. And this is going to be called How to End the Struggle with ADHD. This is really going to be centered around how to feel better and get get motivated when you have ADHD. It is meant to be a one hour class, although it may extend out to 90 minutes. You do not have to stay for the entire thing, although I would encourage that. Um, That bit has yet to be determined (laughs) in terms of the time. But it's a free class and it's going to be held on Zoom so that no matter where in the world you are, you can get access to it. Okay. So during this class, I'm going to be teaching the three areas that you need to focus on to really change the way that you feel and you know, increase your level of motivation and improve your relationship to getting things done. There are three key areas. We're also gonna talk about how to hack your brain to increase your dopamine. I've got a bunch of things that I'm gonna share with you to for various ways that you can increase your do- dopamine levels to generate more motivation as well as more feelings of, of overall well-being. And I'm going to share the number one mistake that people often make that leads to more procrastination, more negative self-talk and a lower mood. And ultimately, I want you all to leave this masterclass with a range of tools, tips and strategies that you can play with. Play being the kind of key word there. A whole bunch of different things that you can play with in your life. And not only that, I want you to leave this class feeling better about yourself, about what it means to have ADHD and how you can really, you know, harness your ADHD and and use it for you. Okay. So that's what this class is all about. I haven't yet decided on the 60 or the 90 minutes, but thereabouts, my friend. 
So keeping in mind, I am in New Zealand and many of you are spread across, across the globe, which is incredible. So this class is going to be happening on Friday, the 4th of August at 12 p.m. lunchtime here in New Zealand. So what that means is it will be Thursday, the 3rd of August at 5 p.m. Pacific for other time zones. Okay, I'm going to include a link to convert it to your local time zone when you register, because I find it can be very confusing when I start, you know, rattling off lots of time zones or including lots of time zones on the registration form. Okay, so if for some reason you can't be there live or if unfortunately it is the middle of the night for you, I know for my UK Europe people, it will be the middle of the night for you. If you register, you will get sent a replay. Okay, so if you can't be there live, and I definitely encourage that because then you can ask questions and participate. But if you can't be there, then of course I'm going to send out a replay after the class, providing the recording goes well. I have had one time when it didn't record, but for the most part, it usually does. So just make sure that you register so that you do get the replay. Okay, so if you want to register, if you want to come to that class, which I highly encourage you to do, head over to xenajones.com slash masterclass. Okay, so xenajones.com slash masterclass, all one word. Okay, all right, my friends. Now let's talk about the ADHD nervous system. I have broken this down into three sections. So first of all, let's talk about why does this matter? Like why should you care about your ADHD nervous system and how it's different? Okay, if you have ever wondered why can't I just do it like everyone else? This is why. We are wired in such a way that it's not easy for us to do it like everyone else. Okay. Everything comes back to our nervous system. The ADHD nervous system is different. And when we know that, we can first of all be more understanding and make changes accordingly. But secondly, we can also work with it instead of kind of fighting against it. We can work with it and really learn how to maximize the operating of it. Okay. Now, when I first learned about the ADHD nervous system and how it was different, I found it incredibly liberating and pretty life changing, to be honest. So I really hope that you start at least start to feel you know, kind of liberated through some of the things that I share with you today. Okay. Now our nervous system is designed to keep us alive and it will override everything to do its job. So one example I thought of is if you have an important meeting at 9am and let's say it's, you know, 2am in the morning and you are fast asleep, determined to get a good sleep because you've got something important happening the next day. But if you hear like a loud bang, downstairs like that is a potential threat to you to your nervous system and your nervous system is going to be directing all of its attention to that potential threat so therefore you're going to be awake you're going to have probably a lot of adrenaline going through your system making you know calculated decisions about what to do with that information so what we're going to do first is we're going to talk about what is the role of our nervous system Okay, how it operates. Then we're going to talk about how our ADHD nervous system is different. And the final thing we'll talk about is how we can 
better operate with the nervous system that we have to therefore thrive with ADHD. Okay. So the purpose of our nervous system is to act as a communication and control center for the rest of our body. So it helps different parts of our body to work together and respond to the world around us, right? So just like how the internet connects computers all over the world, right? You see, I can send an email from here to somebody over in New York and we are connected in that way via the internet. Okay, so just like how the internet connects computers and allows them to share information, the nervous system connects all the parts of our body and lets them send messages to each other all throughout our body. Okay, now the nervous system has two main functions. Number one is sensory function. So that helps us to sense and understand what is happening in the world around us. So that includes like our five senses. So we see things, we hear things, we smell things, we taste things, and we touch things. And then our nervous system collects all of that information from our senses, and it sends these messages to our brain where those, you know, all of those messages are then filtered and processed and filed (laughs) or, you know, kind of understood and decisions are made. So that's number one is the sensory function. The second main function of our nervous system is motor function. Okay, so the nervous system also helps us to move around, to move our body, to do things. Okay, when we want to go for a walk, when we want to talk to somebody, when we want to eat food or, you know, go outside and play on a playground. (laughs) Our brain sends messages through our nervous systems to our, through our nervous system to our muscles, telling our muscles what to do. Okay. This way we can control our body's movement and interact with the environment around us. Okay. So it sends all of these messages right throughout our body so that we can move. So we have, again, two different parts to that nervous system okay so first of all it's got two main functions and then the nervous system itself is made up of two main parts so the the one that you've likely heard of would be the central nervous system and you may not have heard of that but if you have you you may have heard of the central nervous system so that's ultimately like the boss the um <laughs> i'm trying to think of it in like computer language but like the mother computer <laughs> it's the boss of the nervous system, right? And it's where all the information is processed and stored and it makes all the decisions about what to do, okay? Now, the boss of the nervous system is made up of the brain and the spinal cord, okay? So the brain and the spinal cord are the CNS, central nervous system. Now, the brain, as I said, is like the control center of our body. It helps us to think, to feel, to remember things. And the spinal cord is kind of like a long road that comes out of the brain and then carries those messages around various parts of our body to communicate. Then next we have the peripheral nervous system or the PNS. Okay, so this is like all of the little helpers all throughout our body, all the little tiny nerve endings all throughout our body. And it includes, you know, nerves that go from our brain 
all throughout to our fingers and our toes and our limbs and everywhere in our body. And these nerves help us to do things and move messages around. Okay, so if we touch something, that sends a signal up to our brain and it makes a decision about what to do with that information. It filters it, processes it, files it. Okay, so basically our nervous system is like a team of little messengers that help us to do all the things that we do in the world. Okay, in summary, the purpose of our nervous system is to help us sense the world around us understand that information and then control our body and our movements our actions accordingly okay so with that in mind the question is how is our ADHD nervous system different so I have given three points here for us to understand number one is we take on more information So remembering that that nervous system of ours has two main functions, the first one being to make sense of all of the information around us that we are taking on. As ADHDers, we are picking up more information. Therefore, we have more that we need to filter and process. Okay, now this alone is why, you know, we have, we can experience overwhelm or, you know, be incredibly taxed in certain environments. So for example, I don't like going to concerts or parties. Occasionally I will, but my preference is definitely not to do that. And now that I understand how my nervous system works, I think, well, I know that this is largely due to the fact that my nervous system finds those environments to be very overwhelming, very stimulating, very full of information to decipher and process. Okay, now that's not the case for all ADHDers, but definitely for some of us. Now, similarly, when I hear people chewing loudly or picking their nails, my partner will sit there on the couch and he will like, you know, like kind of like click his nails, like if you can hear that, (laughs) if it irritates you like it does me, you'll be like, but he will do that. And we could be watching a movie and I'm like really into this awesome movie and he starts doing that and I can't see anything else. I I am unaware of anything else in the room apart from that sound and what he is doing with his hands as he clicks his nails. So for some people, when we experience that, we are overwhelmed by a sense of frustration or madness, (laughs) like madness comes over me at that sound right or at that specific thing and we need that person to either stop or we need to remove ourselves from the situation and what happens is like our nervous system you know takes that information and it 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 doesn't gel with our nervous system in some way i don't know the exact science behind this but it it like it puts our nervous system on high alert we don't like it all our attention is directed to that particular thing and we need it to to stop or to end or we need to remove ourselves. Otherwise, we, we can't focus on what is going on around us. Okay. So again, number one is we take on more information. We have more information to filter and to process. Now, just knowing that is really good because it, it makes sense that we get, you know, we can get overwhelmed easily or be more taxed in certain environments or certain situations. Okay. Number two is we have an interest-based 
nervous system. Now, this is something that we touched on briefly in episode number 17, which was titled How to Procrastinate Less with ADHD. So part of our filtering system as ADHDers includes some behind-the-scenes mental calculations about how much dopamine and reward we are going to get from doing specific things. So we then prioritize things in order of, you know, how much dopamine and pleasure we're going to get, which isn't necessarily in order of importance. Now, for most kind of neurotypical people, they will prioritize in order of importance. We don't. Maybe sometimes we do, but for the most part, not so much. (laughs) Our brains like to do things that are interesting, that are novel, that are fun, that get a reward now. Because then we're going to get the dopamine that we are lacking. Okay. Now, there is some really interesting research and articles on this, and particularly from William Dodson. He came up with the NICU concept, which I shared in episode 17, although he orders it slightly differently. I think he he has the letters in a different order, but I remember it when I say NICU, so that's what we go with, okay? So again, NICU stands for novel, uh, yeah, novel, interesting, competitive, and urgent, okay? And that is how our our brain loves <laughs> to prioritize things. We like to do things that are novel, that are interesting, that have an element of co- competition or that have an element of urgency. We already know that, you know, we often leave things till the last minute, whether it's, you know, finishing a project last minute or recording this podcast last minute before it's due to get, you know, released and published out into the world. With that deadline, we get shit done. Okay, so we know these these things, no doubt. So, oh, bear with me. I lost my place in my notes. <laughs> I got so into that just then. <laughs> um, so just to, yeah, I, I quickly recapped the NICU for you. But again, like using that NICU format is a way to get our brain and our body, aka our nervous system, on board to do certain things. Okay. So one of the things our interest-based nervous system does when filtering information out and deciding what to do with it is it calculates the perceived effort versus the reward. And if it requires more effort than the reward is going to be, it usually does nothing. So say, for example, if it calculates the effort at a level seven, but the reward is going to be at a level five, our brain is like, no, we're not going to do that. Whereas if the effort is a level seven and the reward is a level seven or a level eight, our brain will usually go, okay, cool, I'll go do the thing. So for example, let me give you some context to this. I had been wanting to rewrite some of the pages on my website. I had been wanting to change the wording and make, you know, just make some changes to to line it all up. I'd been wanting to do that for probably over a month now. But every time I thought about doing it, my brain was doing a behind the scenes calculation. This isn't something I was aware of, but it was doing the behind the scenes calculation and deciding that it required a shitload of effort based on previous experience. I have an association in my brain that writing and 
you know, doing kind of official things, and I kind of categorize making, you know, a website as an official thing, that those things are really, really hard. They require a lot of me, and they take a lot of time, and then I go back and forward, and it's very painful. So based on my previous associations, my previous experience to doing it, the effort level was very, very high. Meaning that that task kept getting pushed from one week to the next week, to the next week, to the next. Because the reward of doing it wasn't great enough. Now, it didn't mean that I didn't want to do it. I've really wanted to do this for quite some time. That's why I kept putting it on my list week after week after week. But my brain did a calculation and decided other things were going to give me more dopamine, more reward, more pleasure now. And that they would likely require less effort. Now, I have since done this, (laughs) done this activity or or done some of the website changes, not all, but some. And it was a very interesting experiment to share with you on a future podcast. But my brain was doing this behind the scenes calculation and I wasn't aware of it at the time. And finally, it clicked with me and I was like, oh, I know exactly what's happening. With that information, I was able to go and get it done. Okay, so number two is we have an interest based nervous system. Number three here on our list of, uh, you know, how our ADHD nervous system is different is for those of us with ADHD, we have a lot of oppression wired into our nervous systems. Now, this is largely due to the fact that by age 10, people with ADHD or kids with ADHD by age 10 have had 20,000 more criticisms than their peers. There has been research and studies done on this and they have found that on average 20,000 more criticisms are what we have received than our peers, okay? So what that means is when we filter information from our nervous system, when we're filtering that information, we can have trouble deciding what to do with it, especially when it comes to what we want to do versus what we think we should do. And I'm doing air quotes around the word word should okay now what that means is when we're challenged with what we want to do versus what we think we should do we can end up very overwhelmed or in that kind of analysis paralysis place so what this can mean for many of us is that it's really hard to tell the difference between what we genuinely want versus what we actually think we should want or think we should do so for example I used to think that you know when you became an adult you should buy a house you should settle down you should work your way up a you know a company ladder and you know eventually you should have a family and live happily ever after and yet every fiber of my being resisted that and rebelled against it so for years it was really hard for me to make big life decisions I brought the house, you know, I kind of worked my way up the career ladder and I tried to do all of those things, but I was making them based on what I thought I should be doing rather than what I actually wanted. And those things were like indirect conflict. I brought the house, tried to settle down, I hated it. And then I spiraled for a long period of time because I thought there must be something wrong with me. Why can't I just be like everyone else? That is because I'm not like 90% of the population. If you have ADHD, right, you're the same. We aren't like, you know, 90% of the population. 
No, I think we're in the much more fun club with the other rebels. <laughs> Our place is way cooler if you ask me, right? So again, like our nervous systems have a different filtering system and sometimes can kind of get stuck in there based on the amount of oppression that we have experienced and also the way we think we should do things as opposed to the way that we actually want to do them. So with that in mind, let's talk about how we can better operate with the nervous system that we have so that we can thrive with ADHD, okay? Now, I have had to condense this down to four things for the sake of time because, my friends, this could go on for ages. (laughs) Very passionate about this. So we've got four things, but there are plenty of ways that we can play, and play is the operative word here, play with this information and, you know, working with our nervous systems Uh, our brains, etc. Okay. So first of all, we've got four things. Number one is do things your way. Do change your way. Do habits, do success, do life your way. Don't worry about how other people, particularly neurotypical people, do things. Right. You want to work with your nervous system and that will likely mean you do things differently. Now, I'll give you an example of this from my life. I tried for years to get myself to time block my weeks, meaning that I have an electronic calendar, uh, like it's my iCal or whatever on on my Mac here on my laptop. And I would take like you know, from sort of nine to five-ish roughly, I would time block all of the various hours and try and fill out almost a 40-hour week or thereabouts. And I would, you know, decide what I wanted to accomplish for the week and then break it into chunks and schedule all of those chunks into my calendar and it would look very full and very colorful. Now, this just does not work for me. It works for most neurotypical people I know. It also works for some ADHDers too. Hence the word play here. You've got to play with it. However, it doesn't work for me. I find it incredibly overwhelming to look at this packed full calendar. It is, it just, I just feel so much pressure and I get really tense when I look at that and even explain it to you all. When I look at those things, it's like, no, I don't necessarily want to do them or that's really hard or challenging or like, no, <laughs> I start to get very rebellious and not do it. And then I try and force myself to. And then it's like, you know, you start to criticize yourself and beat yourself up for not doing it. No, just didn't work for me. So instead, I have a system that works really well for me. So I have all of my non-negotiables for my week are on that electronic calendar. So I have client calls. I have my weekly podcast, a few other things that I'm probably forgetting right now. And throughout each day, there will be certain hours of my calendar that are blocked out with my non-negotiables. Then I have a lot of white space in my calendar and I love it that way. I use a post-it note each day. I have a little post-it note right here and I write down roughly three to five things that I want to achieve for that day or I want to continue working on. And then in between all of my non like all of my uh, non-negotiables, you know, in between the client calls, the podcast recording, etc., I focus on the things that are on those post-it notes. And they are things that I want to work on. So often this will be things like writing an email or sharing something on social media, making a new video, reaching out to someone, replying to an email. 
And right now, one of the things is working on this workshop, right, that I told you about at the beginning. I'm working on that. Plus, I also have a big piece of paper next to me, like right next to that post-it note, and I write anything and everything that comes to me throughout the day. Like, oh, I want to look up this, or oh, I'm interested in this, or oh, this is a good idea, or oh, like, you know, ADHD brain, like the squirrel ideas are always going ding, 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 ding. So I use that piece of paper for that. And then towards the end of the day, I will finish with my little post-it note. And I don't always cross everything off and that's okay. I cross some things off and that's great. Some things will get transferred to the next day, but then I go to my squirrel list, that's what I call it, my piece of paper, and I'll go through that and I will decide, am I going to, you know, do any of those things now? And am am I going to put them, you know, think about doing them tomorrow? Can I do any of them maybe tonight? Like if they're fun things I want to look up after work and I'll kind of go through it and scan it for importance. And often there'll be things on there. I'm like, nah, it can stay on the list. And every now and again, I'll just flick back through that list. See if there's anything else I always want to pick up from it that I hadn't done anything with. Okay. So that works for me. So again, number one is do things your way, do change your way, do habits your way, do life your way. Number two is get clear on if this is a want or a should, okay? So I should clean my room. I should do the dishes. I need to get groceries. I need to, right? Should, need to, have to, they all get grouped together, okay? I want to is very different from I should. Okay, we know that because every time we say I should or I need to or I have to, it feels like pressure. (laughs) You know, ADHD brains hate that shit. (laughs) So get clear on is it a want or is it a should and let go of as many of the shoulds as you possibly can. Question for you to ask yourself is, is this me trying to be more neurotypical to fit into society and match a should that isn't mine? That was me in the example I gave you before when I was, you know, I brought the house, I I started working my way up the corporate ladder and I I was trying to settle down and do all the things and I fucking hated it, my friends. That just wasn't for me. That was me trying to fit into a society should that was not mine, okay? Which is so much like just trying to fit into an outfit that was tailored for somebody else. It wasn't tailored for your body and for you. feels so uncomfortable. So again, that question is, is this me trying to be more neurotypical and fit into a society should that isn't mine? So that was number two. Number three is to use that NICU framework. Okay, again, NICU stands for novel, interesting, competitive, and urgent. I really have to think about that. But using that to really get yourself to take action, to increase your follow through on the things that you do actually want to do. Okay. Some questions that you can play with is what about this is new or enjoyable? And, you know, what about this is interesting to me? Or how can I play with this to, you know, maybe make it different? Or how can I make this fun? What would it look like to make this activity fun? Okay, so again, using that novel, interesting, competitive, urgent framework, using that to really get your brain and your and your entire nervous system on board. And the last one I want to give you, number four, is reframe and reword. 
Now, I use this a lot, especially with my background as a mindset coach and all of the tools that I have, reframing things to make them more appealing for our brains to want to do them, or just playing with certain questions to help get our brains on board is such a powerful way of doing it, right? And in the process, we often kind of can start rewiring some of the limiting beliefs or some of the beliefs we have that may not be serving us and creating new beliefs that, you know, help us to, you know, take action or, you know, reduce the amount of shame that we have or take the stigma away, etc. So our thoughts about how rewarding or painful something is determines whether or not our brains release enough dopamine for us to go and do that thing. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Our thoughts about something, our thoughts about an activity and how rewarding or painful it's going to be will determine whether or not our brain releases enough dopamine for us to go and do the thing. So for example, uh, if, so I had a pile of washing to do which I've just put on before this uh, podcast recording. I had a pile of washing to do and it has sat there for days and days and days. And eventually I got to the place where I was like, you know what? I actually really want to get this done because I want to pack my bag. I'm going away for the weekend and I need some of the clothes in there. So when I changed the way I was thinking about it, I got my brain on board to go and do it. Like the reward is going to be, I'm going to have clean clothes to pack in my suitcase to take away. Now that reward has become greater (laughs) than the actual thought of having to go and put washing on and how annoying that is. Okay. So I'll give you another example of this. Um, And one of the things I actually teach my clients is a super simple thought model that you can use to to help with this. And I use this on myself regularly, to be fair. So, for example, sometimes when I sit down to record this podcast and to, you know, draft the outline, my brain will say to me, no, I don't really want to do that. I think that's going to be kind of hard. I don't feel like it. Now, I could easily go and do something else. There's plenty of things I love doing in my business and Podcast recording often is one of them, but sometimes my brain's like, no, I'm not on board. Okay. So I could go and do something else that would, you know, give me a a dopamine hit or, you know, be maybe more enjoyable based on my brain's behind the scenes calculations. Or I could just take a few minutes to either challenge the idea that I don't want to do it and I don't feel like it or it's not going to be that pleasurable. Or Take some time to reframe the way I'm looking at it and, you know, kind of asking some of those questions that I gave you before using that NICU framework, basically. So for today's episode, I started to think about how I love learning. I love learning things that I'm interested in and passionate about. Now, ADHD is one of them. Anything related to mindset and, you know, how to feel better is huge for me. Like I'm so passionate about those things. And so I knew that I was going to do more research ahead of this recording on the nervous system so that I could, you know, try to better explain it and have a a few kind of key terms for you all. So with that knowledge in mind that I was going to do research about this episode, I had no trouble getting started. I started to get kind of excited and I went and told my partner, I was like, don't disturb me. I'm doing research for the podcast. It's very important. (laughs) And I sat down and once that dopamine kicked in, it was all go, my friends. It was hyper-focus into it. 
and it's been so fun. I have loved, you know, kind of learning some new things and some some other things that I can kind of gave me ideas for further podcast episodes, all of that. Like, but that came from it was kind of a combination of using that NICU format, but also when we use that NICU format, what's happening behind the scenes is our brain is changing the way it thinks about the activity or the task in front of us. And when we change our thoughts, we change the way we feel, we go and do the thing. Okay. The dopamine gets released, we do the activity. Okay, so again, I'll just recap those four things that we can, you know, kind of do or use to thrive with our ADHD nervous system is number one, doing things our way. Number two is getting clear on whether this is a want or a should. Number three, using that NICU framework. And number four is to reframe and reword things. Okay, because our thoughts about the activity, how rewarding or painful it is, determines whether or not our brain releases enough dopamine and we go and do the thing. Okay. So last thing before we wrap up that I want to say is don't forget to register for that free masterclass on feeling better and getting motivated when you have ADHD. We are going to be covering the three core pillars to thriving with ADHD, which are mindset, dopamine, and the nervous system. I am so excited to teach this class to you all. It's going to be so fun and I would really love to meet more of you. It would be so cool. So make sure to visit xenajones.com slash masterclass. Do it right now or set up a reminder in your phone if you're out and about so that you don't miss out, so that you don't forget. If you're anything like me, and my guess is you could be, our brains don't always remember things, even when they're important. Okay, so head over there right now, xenajones.com slash masterclass and sign up. All right, my friends, have a beautiful week. Huge love to you all. Hey, friend, I know exactly what it's like to feel frustrated and confused with your ADHD and to wish that you could better understand what the hell is going on in your brain. And that's exactly why I created my coaching program, Thriving with ADHD. Inside Thriving with ADHD, you learn a step-by-step process to set and finally achieve your goals, to understand yourself and your ADHD. It's where you learn to feel better and manage your emotions and create systems and processes that work for you with your ADHD brain. This is designed for you to learn how to thrive with ADHD so you can create the life that you were meant to live. Visit xenajones.com ADHD to learn more and book a consultation.